Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 578 for comics originally releasing June the 17th, 2020. Before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday. Drew, I threw a curveball at you and had to record a little earlier, so I have screwed us out of doing an FOC today. I apologize. Yes, and I uh, not only wasn't really your fault because I guess FOC is going to be a little light because there really is no DC FOC this week from either of the new distributors. Hasn't been any Marvel. Yes, yes, there hasn't been any Marvel and DC. We 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 aren't getting an FOC from either of the distributors this week anyway. So it would have been it would have been a wash anyway. Not that we wouldn't want to do it. Still reach out to Eric at Cowabunga if you're interested. There may be some secrets hidden in the in the small stack of hay, but yeah. we're not going to be privy to those, unfortunately. Yeah, at least not on the air. We'll still get our email tomorrow. Uh, Correct. But, but we won't be able to talk to you about it. Uh, but we will be able to talk to you. Unless you want to just call me, and then I'll just, you know, we'll chit-chat. <laughs> I guess that's fine, sure. Because um, Brian says, hey, it's Eisner time again. Always enjoy your picks. Uh, and... I can't believe that's true, uh, <laughs> but, but it, when it, you know, Eisner's always remind me of um, our good buddy on the Comics Alternative that passed away last year, and he would always chastised me a little bit, Derek, on um, not knowing like any of the <laughs> obscure stuff, not knowing any of the drawn of quarterly stuff and everything, so. Um, we'll see if that holds up again, um, it, and it's just as bad as it usually is every year. So there you go. Uh, let's take a look at some of the nominations. <laughs> we would do these in his honor, but I don't believe that would pay any respect. <laughs> that would not really pay any respect. So um, uh, the best short story, yeah, uh, Hot Comb, How to Draw a Horse, The Menopause, Who Gets Called an Unfit Mother, and you're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. So yeah, don't, don't know any of those. Yeah, not a, yeah. I don't. I don't. I have yet to find those in my previews. Yeah, best single issue or one shot. Um, coin op number eight. Infatuation. Okay. The freak. Uh, Minotaur. Our favorite thing is my favorite thing is monsters by Emil Ferris. And Sobek. Okay, I don't know any of those. Oh, for a... two, categorically. Oh, yeah. So, best continuing series. Here we go. Here we go. We're heating up now. Bitter Root by David Walker yeah. on Image. Criminal by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips on Image. Crowded by Chris Sabella, Rose Stein, and Ted Brandt on Image. Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto on Marvel. Uh, the Dreaming by Cy Spurry. The Dreaming? Bilk was Evely from DC. Wow. I can't believe that one. Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing, Joe Bennett, and Roy Jose at all of Marvel. So Marvel gets two, Image gets three, and DC gets one. Yeah, and we missed a bit of Root comic last week that came out yesterday, Drew. There was a uh, Prince homage similar to the uh, Batgirl on the Bitter Root. I think it was number eight. Oh, okay. So yeah. of these, um, I'm going to lean towards Criminal, of course, uh, yeah, as my here. pick. As my pick. Um, I've heard great things about Zadarsky's Daredevil, but uh, I did not jump in. I just yeah. skimmed through it. It's good, 
not great, I don't think. Um, Best Limited Series, Ascender by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. Image, Ghost Tree by Bobby Kernow and Jim Simon Gain from IDW. Little Bird by Darcy Van Polgeist and Ian Bertram from Image. Naomi by Brian Michael Bendis, David Walker, Jamal Campbell from DC. And Sentient by Jeff Lemire and Gabrielle Walka from TKO. I read that one. Um, I read Little Bird. It was very good. Did you? I haven't read that one either. Um, very good. I read Naomi. And uh, of these, I read Naomi. So that would be my pick. <laughs> there you go. And you're going to go This one's an Bird. easy one for me, this next one. Best, but, like, I know a lot out of this next category. Best new series. Doctor Doom by Chris Cantwell and Salvador La Roca, Marvel Comics. Is Invisible Kingdom by G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward from Dark Horse. Once in Future by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora from Boom. Something is Killing the Children by James Tinney and the Fourth from Boom. And Undiscovered Country by Scott Snyder, Charles Soule, Giuseppe Camicoli, and Danielle Orlande, Orlandini from Image. So that this is a tough category for sure. Um, what are you going to yeah, go for with? For me, it's between Something is Killing the Children and Once in Future, and I'm giving it to Once in Future. Yeah, um, I'm probably in the exact same vote, and I'm going to give it to Once in Future as well. Uh, but yeah. that's a really good category. Then we go Best Publication for Early Readers. Nobody I know. Best Publication for Kids. I know kids. the Pigeon books, so I'm going with that one. Okay, The Pigeon Has to Go to School by Mo Wilhelm. Willems. We are a big household of The Pigeon Needs a Bath, and it's the same same dude. Good, good, good. Uh, best Publication for Kids. Any of those jump out at you? Dogman, of course, is a big, big thing. Uh, any of those in your we, household? We pulled a few Dogman. Um... We're not into underpants. We're we're kind of an anti-underpants. Um, Anything about Raina Tilgemeier? Any uh, of her books? No. None of her books. No. Might be a little too old. Yeah, I think we're we're not quite there. We're pretty close. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with Dogman. Go with Dogman. Best publication for teens. We got Harley Quinn. Uh, Hot comb. Kiss number eight. Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me, and Penny Nichols. Um, I, don't, I have no idea. Best no. best humor publication: Anatomy of Authors, Death Wins at Goldfish, Minotaur, Sobek, The Way of Howl's Husband, Wondermark, Friends You Can Ride On. Nope. I'm gonna put my money on Minotaur because it was uh, nominated for a different category as well. Yes, yes. As was Sobek. <laughs> yeah. Best Anthology, The ABC of Typography, Baltic Comics Anthologies, Drawing Power, Women's Stories of Sexual Violence, Kramer's, Ergot, number 10, and The Nib, number 2 to 4. Uh, I'm going with Drawing Power. Yes. Best Reality-Based Work, Good Talk, A Memoir in Conversations, Grass, Kid Gloves, Nine Months of Careful Chaos, Moonbound, Apollo 11, and The Dream of Space Flight, My Solo Exchange Diary, and They Call Us Enemy by George Takai. I know that one. So that's, yes, that's my one about Japanese internment. I have that sitting here. Um, it seems heavy, so I haven't got into it. But uh, I've heard nothing but great about that one, so that's my call. Oh, you have that one. That's cool. I haven't yeah. read that one yet. 
Uh, best graphic album. New. Are you listening? By Zimina. BTTMFDRS. Life on the Moon. New World and Reincarnation Stories. Don't recognize any artist or any writer or nothing. any nothing on that one. So I'm going to skip the next one. Well, Bendis one. is in the next one. Oh, is that the reprint graphic album? Yeah. He's in there for the, the cover. Oh, yeah. Okay, Bad Weekend by Ed Brubaker. Okay, I know Ed that Brubaker, one. yep. Clyde Fans by Seth. Clover. Co- cover. <laughs> Clover. Cover Volume 1 by Brian Michael Bendis and David Mack. Glenn Ganges. Uh, LaGuardia by Nettie Okarafor. And Rusty Brown by Chris Ware. Yeah, I, I'm very... Bad Weekend was great, so I'm going to go that way. You can there go you cover. Go. You can go cover if you want. Deal. Uh, best Adaptation for Another Medium. Giraffes on Horseback Salad. Uh, the Giver, The Handmaid's Tale. I'll bet that's a good graphic novel. H.P. Uh, Lovecrafts at the Mountains of Madness, The Seventh Voyage, and Snow Glass Apples by Neil Gaiman. Uh, I don't know any of those. The movies. Giver by Lois Lowry was one of my big books I loved growing up. Did not realize there was an adaptation of that. So uh, I love that. So I'm going to actually seek out The Giver by Lois Lowry. Okay. Um, for myself and my kids. That's not like the giving tree. That's something different. No, right? the, no, 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 no. The giver. Different different, different things. Okay. Then we get into some of archival collections. Uh, I don't care that much about. Let's go to Best Writer. Bobby Kernow, Ghost Tree. Wait, how many are we skipping? <laughs> we're going okay, down the, we go. we're, got it, got we're got skipping it. all the way to Best Writer. Uh, M.K. Reed and Greg Means for Penny Nichols. Mariko Tamaki for Harley Quinn. And Louis Trondheim for Stay, G. Willow Wilson for Invisible Kingdom, and Chip Zdarsky for White Trees, Daredevil, Spider-Man, and, Life Story, Afterlife. That's the winner right there. Give it to Chip. Yeah, especially since like Chip Zdarsky went from the guy who draws boobs to a <laughs> very, very, very good writer. Very prolific, too. Yes. Best writer-artist. These are always weird... Well, collections of people here. It's Nina Bujavec, Mira Jacob, Kem Suck, Gendry Kim, James Stokoe, Raina Talgemeyer, and Tilla Walden. Um, I don't know. Give it to whoever you want to. Best Penciler Inker or Penciler Inker Team. Uh, Ian Bertram for Little Bird, which you've read. Colleen Doran for Snow Glass Apples. Billis, Bilquis Evely for The Dreaming, Simon Gain for Ghost Tree, Steve Pugh for Harley Quinn. Boy, Harley Quinn Breaking Glass got a lot of attention just for some reason. Yes, it did. Uh, Rosemary Valero O'Connell, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, um, and I would say Ian Bertram because that little bird art was I'm pretty going, sweet. I was going to say I'm going a little bird. I enjoyed that heavily. Does that sound like a good one to you? Yep, Maybe? yep, definitely. Yep. So, best cover artist, Jen Bartell, Blackbird, Francesco Francovia, Archie, David Mack, American Gods, and Fight Club 3, Emma Rios, Pretty Deadly, and Julian Totino Tedesco for Daredevil, 
and Christian Ward from Machine Gun Wizards in Invisible Kingdom. You got a horse in that race? I Jen Bartell Blackbird. I enjoyed those that art. I think she did a phenomenal job on that. Gotcha. Best coloring: Lorena Alvarez Hicatu, Jean Francois Ballou for Middle West, Matt Hollingsworth Ooh. for Batman. A lot of Batman and Little Bird. Uh, Molly Mendoza for Skip. Dave Stewart for a ton of stuff. Yeah. I love Middle West. Middle West is great, I think. Uh, and especially coloring. That very uh, stylized art popped awesome off the cover, and I loved that. So definitely Middle West for me. Yeah, well, he also Jean, did... Out- Jean-Francois Boilly. And he also did Outpost Zero, which is great. So, mm-hmm. cool. Best Letter, Darren Bennett for a ton of stuff. Jim Campbell for a ton of stuff. Clayton Cowles for a ton of stuff. Emily Plateau for just a little bit. Dan Sakai just for his own book. And Tilly Walden for Are You Listening? So I'm going to give it to Clayton Cowles because he lettered the hell out of a ton of stuff. I figured you'd sneak in Stan Sakai for re-lettering a book he had published years ago. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. I'm Uh, going with uh, Darren Bennett. Okay. Best comics-related periodical or journalism. I uh, do not see comics for fun and profit on here. We did you submit our again? I'm, did you I, not did submit, I us? To submit us? Oh, <laughs> what is your Kyle? Like, we went over this. And you say we're journalists? Your HR file is getting thick, brother. All right, <laughs> comics riff blog by Michael Kavna. The Comics Journal by Gary Growth. Hogan's Alley by Tom Hengedes. Inks. The Journal of the Comic Studies Society by Kiana Whitehead. Lab. OSU. OSU, yeah. Uh, Lab Magazine, Volume 4, This Was Your Life by Ronald Wimbley. Uh, Women Write About Comics, edited by Nola Pfau. That's definitely not how you spell it, pronounce that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Comics Journal. Yeah. I'm going with Inks, the Journal of the Comic Studies Society. Uh, best comics-related book: The Art of Nothing, Twenty Five Years of Mutts, The Book of Weirdo by John B. Cook, Grunt, The Art and Unpublished Comics of James Stokoe, Logo a Gogo, Branding Pop Culture by Ryan Hughes, Making Comics by Linda Berry, uh, Screwball, The Cartoonist Who Made the Funnies Funny by Paul Toomey. I'll go with Logo a Gogo because I like the alliteration. <laughs> And The Art of Nothing, 25 Years of Mutts and the Art of Patrick McDonald. There you go. Uh, best academic or scholarly work. Ah, it's too long. I'm not reading those. <laughs> best publication design. Grunt, Crazy Cat, Logo A Go Go, Madness in Crowds, Making Comics, and Rusty Brown. I'm going to give it to Logo A Go Go again. This is where Rusty Brown finally picks it up. Okay. Best digital comic. Okay, this is curious. Afterlift by Chip Zdarsky and Jason Liu. It's a Comixology original. I missed that one. That's something yeah. I want to have to check out. Um, Black, Blackwater Lilies by Michael Boosie. Collard, The Unsung Life of Claudette Colvin. Elma, A Bear's Life, Volume 1, The Great Journey. Mare Internum by Deshir Helmer. And Tales from Behind the Window by Edner Kuntman. Excuse me, sir? <laughs> Kuntman. 
After Lift by Chip Zdarsky is my, my winner here. And I've got something I'm going to have to look up. Yeah. And then we have a best webcomic category. Cabramata by Matt Hugh. Chuck Wagon at the End of the World by Eric Lundy. The Eyes by Javi DeCastro. Fried Rice com- Comic by Erica Ng. Remind by Jason Brubaker. And Third Shift Society by Meredith Moriarty. I'll go with Fried Rice Comic by Erica Ng. Because I don't know. And I will go with Remind. I didn't read any of those, so that's something yeah, I need yeah. to check. I need to check that stuff out. I've dabbled into a little bit of webcomic stuff, but didn't haven't jumped head feet first. I would say in. Yeah, um, just find you just stumble across them and then f- find them on their Facebook page or whatever. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. I got to do that. Uh, Chris says CBA. That was that was the end of the Eisner's, by the way. Chris says CBR wrote an article. Should Marvel stop selling Punisher merchandise to stop the police and military from wearing and displaying the Punisher logo? As a retired police officer, I can say that in my department, we could only wear authorized items, patches, pins, uh, apparel, etc. My belief is that Marvel shouldn't be restricted from selling merchandise. It's up to the police departments to monitor their officers and discipline those found wearing items that are not authorized. If any police agency allows Punisher items to be worn, they should stop that practice immediately. Police are there to keep the peace and enforce the law. Punishment should be left to the courts following a conviction. Marvel's not the bad guy here. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Same thing with Judge Dredd. Yeah, 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 it's, um... No, don't punish... Who, you know, you want to... If people are wearing them inappropriately, that's on them, mm-hmm. not not on Marvel. Um, because what if people start wearing Moon Knight and doing bad things? We can't, <laughs> we can't, we can't be punishing Moon Knight. That's right. Yes. And again, yeah, it's personal responsibility, and it's not like, and it even isn't like they really glorify Punisher. He's pretty yes. screwed up, and he's not necessarily character you always even root for yeah so yeah i have no problem with punisher merchandise continuing to be available um and it, yeah that's fine yes uh rich asks hey kyle drew says he doesn't like team books kyle do you do you have a favorite marvel team ff x-men avengers dc team justice league gl corpse or teen titans or love anything teen titans else? love super sons i enjoy the teen books or the team books, also the team books. Teen um, and team. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but sometimes I, I often feel, oh, even Red Hood and the Outlaws and things like that. But I always, in every single team book, reach a point where I'm just bananas following a character or a storyline, and then we divulge for three or four issues for a different person, and I'm always left angry that they're in a team. Gotcha. I've yet to read a single series that hasn't done that at some point. Um, but I, I really do like the aspects of team books about uh, superheroes using one another and, and learning as they go, um, relying on each other for their, their strengths yeah. and weaknesses and not just, you know, essentially the lone brooding Batman who knows all, see all, sees all, and does all. Because, you know, essentially you get that with your Superman and your Green Lantern where they're just, at the end of the book, he's going to end up all powerful to save things. Whereas when you get your team books, there's usually more creativity and a little more... Uh, back and forth with with your team on how to how to fix things and build things. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I was look, looking over this list, and I do not currently enjoy FF, X-Men, Avengers, Justice League, G- Green Lantern Corps at all. You are so, in an Avengers book, but it's only because of Moon Knight. I am reading an Avengers book, yeah, but only because Moon Knight made a, is making an appearance in this Tory arc. But I might stick around. You never know. There you go. Um, now, I enjoy Teen Titans a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this current in- iteration um, is really good. I like. I, I think it's really good. But I had not been a fan before that. And I mean, I, I cut used... a I cut a lot of teeth on Power Packs and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which were in and of themselves prime all com, you know completely team books. Yes, they, they always uh, focused on a group and the the group mentality. I tried to do uh, Batman and the Outsiders. It didn't click with me either. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So so yeah. I'm I'm like not doing really well right now. But I, I do sample from time to time, and I don't want to like tell you that I'll never read a, a team book. <laughs> I want I'm going to keep trying. Eventually, some will grab me. I would hope, maybe. You enjoyed Super Sons for a bit. Yes, and yeah. So, and, and like a duo, like like a team up, Marvel team up. Is or, a duo considered a team? Yeah, it probably is, but so like that's... Batman and Robin, definitely. And I read all those. One of my favorite—I was going to say—one of my favorite series is that uh, Batman and Robin series just previous to the New Fifty Two that Grant Morrison. That's one of my favorite comic series of all time. Oh yeah, it was great. And um, so duos, I can I can handle um, because it, they follow. They you you don't lose the people that you that you're following, Correct. like you like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So duos, tr- maybe even trios. I tried to do that. Um, what was that? Where it was um, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman? Remember well, Trinity. One? Trinity. That was not good. I didn't like that one. <laughs> but, but I just a- remember even like I got heavy into um, uh, Red Hood and the Outsiders or whichever one it was. Yeah. Uh, when you first had them with Outlaws. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. When you first had a, a big Starfire stuff. And then it went from a book I really enjoyed where you know, it was primarily Red Hood yes. to just multiple arcs of running around in space with Starfire. And I was just like, I'm out. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, and like there are spider books that are like the Spider-Verse are huge teams of spider people. I like those a lot. Does that not count? Probably, probably doesn't count. <laughs> Because in and of itself, they're they're short things, so they don't last that long. Um, Walking Dead team book? No, no, not a team book. Okay, just checking. <laughs> no, no, not a team. They, they do just not. Check. I was just checking. <laughs> we're like limited to capes and cows. All right, deal. Superhero team. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the the spirit of the the question. Um, as Kyle said, there is no FOC. Uh, this week because we're recording early and because uh, they screwed the pooch on the DC section and Marvel's not putting anything out. So, um, probably. You'll you'll know better tomorrow. Let's talk about eBay hot sellers, Kyle. You want to do the primaries and I'll do the secondaries? Is that what you want to do? Yep. Oh, you can do that. Um, we've got the new Guardians, number two, um, from 1988. It's a DC book. Uh, let's see. Why is this? It, why is this this hot? First appearance um, of Snowflake, the cocaine supervillain. All right. 
Snow, snow flame. Snow flame. Sorry, I said snowflake. That Which makes funny. more sense. Actually, snowflake. If it was a cocaine supervillain, would make more sense. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that's really crazy, but it's seven day trend of eight hundred and thirty seven percent, and has a high sale of sixty dollars for a raw copy. New Guardians from nineteen eighty eight. He's a Number Colombian two. crime lord who gains power from inhaling massive amounts of cocaine. The more cocaine he takes, the more powerful he becomes. His powers include superhuman strength, speed, immunity to pain, pyrokinesis, and our favorite cocaine touch, which gives his victims a contact eye. That's crazy. I feel like I'm being punked. Um, <laughs> Ultimate Fallout 4, the, uh, the second print variant. Uh, continues uh, this Miles Morales, of course. And then Miles Morales might even jump even more because uh, the PlayStation reveal revealed the second uh, iteration of the Insomniac game will center around Miles Morales. So we'll get yet more uh, Miles Morales. So that may push him even more on okay. this list. Well, it, it, the second print selling and the first print is in is at the third slot. So Ultimate Fallout 4 makes another appearance. I had a chance to pick these up relatively cheaply and I did not and I'm kicking myself um, Marvel Action Adventures number 10 is number 4 uh, we talked about Yellow Hulk before this one's still selling well 75 bucks uh, for near mint raw love that alright if you listen to one thing that Comics for Fun and Profit has ever said anything that says Peach Momoko just pick it up Peach anything. Momoko yes Okay. It's just, she's on fire. Okay. Yeah. We're not there yet. You're jumping ahead. Amazing Spider-Man 361. Oh, I you just done that one. Sorry. Uh, is the first Carnage. Uh, still selling well. Uh, then Marvel Super Heroes Secret Wars 8, of course, is the black suit Spidey. Um, so still selling very, very well. And then we have, at ranks at number 7, Captain Marvel number 1, the in Peach Momoko variants. Um, so there's Peach Momoko's name again. Like Kyle was mentioning, this is uh, uh, selling well. Um, I think a raw hit thirty bucks and a CGC hit sixty-five. Yeah, and uh, she did. She was on this list for that uh, Yoda cover of the the Clone Wars one, and she's got yeah, just everything she's touched turns has been turning to gold. Uh, the Uncutting X Men. Number uh, number one sixty from nineteen eighty two. This is uh, a magic appearance, uh, the first appearance of Ileana Rasputin's magic, and this might be one of the first mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We'll see. Sold twenty four copies at a high sale of thirty three fifty for a very fine raw copy. Okay, not even a near mint. Yeah. Well, nineteen eighty two. It's you getting it's tougher to find high grades as you get that far back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Ultimate Fallout there, making another appearance, and then uh, rounding out the top ten, X Men number five from nineteen ninety two, second appearance of Omega Red and first appearance of Maverick. Uh, heck of an awesome cover here, and it sold twelve copies and had a high sale of eighty dollars for a nine eight. Woo! Kyle, take us home with the run. At rank 11, we've got Wolverine number four. Uh, This series, just every book in it seems to be heating up. uh, Yeah. So 
people are just craving some old Wolverine stuff. So this one, up 213%, huge sale, $400 for a 9.8 CGC. Um, you could get this book for nothing not too long ago, and it is just spiking like crazy. Of course, we've talked so much about the Eternals. We get its 1977 run. First appearance of Celestial, Zero and the Teaser in Eternals 18. Uh, seven day trend up 162%. High sale, $145 for CGC 9.6. Star Wars 40, 41 from that original Marvel run of 1980. Uh, we don't know why this one is the one. It is part three of the Empire Strikes Back adaptation. Also, while it's not noted by CGC, this issue is the first appearance of Yoda in the Shadows. Uh. Uh, rank 14, Amazing Spider-Man 300. Shocker. Yep. At rank 15, Venom Lethal Protector, number one from 1980. Um, boy, that, that was everywhere for the longest time. Longest time. Amazing Spider-Man 4, we've got the first appearance of Silk. At rank 17, we've got Marvel Action Avengers, number nine, the Yellow Hulk we talked about. At rank 18, we got Red uh, uh, X-Men 4, look for, of course, more Omega Red stuff. Rank 19, The Amazing Spider-Man, number five from 2014, uh, it's the second appearance of Silk, and it's moved up 133%, and 25 bucks for a raw copy of five. Wow. A couple of those, too. And at rank 20, Batman Vengeance of Bane. From 1992. Everything, 1992, 1982, that's moving good. But that jumped up, uh, 9.8, yes. selling for 200 bucks. Yes. Well, we do not have a Comicron quite yet, so we don't we don't have um, a sales chart for April for what it would, you know, whatever it would be or May, whatever it would be, because there wasn't really that much stuff floating around. So we might never get those numbers. But what we do have, we we have a, a top ten from UCS, the comic distributor. Um, this is Midtown, I believe. Oh, wow. Right? Lunar is DCBS and UCS is Midtown, I believe. And so um, they have a website. Lunar does, they, they theirs is like, it's like a little broke down login page. They don't even have a website. <laughs> but UCS <laughs> does have like a full, a full website. Um, looks pretty nice, actually. And their bet, their, their top 10 is uh, sitting there, and it is. Uh, the top is is Batman 92, Cardstock, Art Germ. There you go. Um, and then the cover A, Batman 92, is number two. And then Batman 93 is three. Justice League 44 comes in in fourth place. Dark Knight's Death Metal 1 in fifth place. Batman 93, Cardstock, Francesca Mattina at six. Justice League 45 at 7. Uh, Joker, Harley, Criminal, Sanity, number 4 at 8. Deceased, Unkillables at 9. And Flash, uh, 753 at number 10. So I can't wait to see numbers for these if we get them. I don't think we'll ever get them. but so either. Wouldn't it be, but it would be fun to see, because I would guess, like... 40,000, 50,000 is your, yeah. going to be your top, if if that. Um, I don't even know that they're going to be that high. Now, eventually, they'll 
have to be high because that's the only way to get DC Comics. Mm-hmm. But this was this was when you could get these books from three different distributors. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool that they put out their top ten. Um, it, it's cool to see what uh, the best-selling DC books are because they don't have any other books that they're distributing currently. So I thought that was interesting. Check out uh, U- uh, UCS Comic distributors.com and you can click on the bestsellers there and and check out uh, those books and and check out other things in there uh, in their website because it's pretty neat and hmm. they're they're now a DC pub, a distributor so kind of cool uh, now Kyle I believe we're ready for um, our sneak peek. Yeah, let's head over to previewsworld.com, find new releases, find June the 17th, 2020. I believe we have DC and everything we need in here for the time being, at the very least. And let's start where we love to start. Let's start with Image. Where we talked about A Man Among Ye, number one. This is, of course, uh, uh, Anne Bonny, Pirate Lady. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. And then we've I, I saw a thing that uh, my good boy Stepan Sajic is phasing himself out of DC covers to just simply do creator-owned. All right. So, best of luck with that. I will miss his his DC covers. I wonder why. Hmm. I'm hoping well, he it's because was... he's, he's going to be super busy with a bunch of his own stuff. I mean, he was doing interiors for some books. Yeah. Like Aquaman for a while, and that was pretty pretty beautiful. Yeah, that looked awesome. But yeah, the must the he must have figured out the formula f- to make money in in comics. So good for him. Yeah. Hardcore Reloaded number five. This is the final issue of this mini series. Hardcore Reloaded reaches an explosive finale as uh, rough body jackers surround the president of the United States. I don't have anything. Heading on down to Dark Horse. Nothing. Doc Ross does not have floppy comics down to IDW. Nothing. Nothing in IDW peaks our interest down to DC Dark Knights Death Metal number one. Scott Snyder, Capullo doing the cover A's. Black black. There's that black blank variant that you're so excited about. Yeah, and there is that Stanley Art Germ Wonder Woman cover on that that we uh, talked about, and that Matina cover. Um, those were our things that we spec picked during our time yeah. off a good bit as well. We love yep. those. Look, um, this is a fac. There's a facsimile uh, edition that um, may or may not have been canceled. If not, grab it because I know they're they're starting to cancel the facsimiles. So I hope this is still a, a book. Which one I is believe, it? Uh, Detective Comics four. 75, oh, yeah, 75 yep. which is, um, I, I think, just a just a classic Joker story. I try to stay positive, but, okay, I'm going to throw a stone here. Do we need uh, an, uh, an Amanda Connor Astonishing Art Book? Uh, she, ha- she has her, f- her fans. Does she? Yes. Yes, she has a, a, a specific art style that people seem to like, and uh, yeah, why not? Hmm. Nightwing's annual number three. We're back to Dick Grayson in the annual. 
thrilling high octane adventure awaits over the skies of Gotham City. Uh, Metal Men 7, Dan Didio's uh, comic is still being published by DC, which I think is cool that they haven't shuttered that thing. They're letting him finish out his book. That's cool. Really like the Ben Caldwell variant on Young Justice 15. We called that out earlier in an FOC. Um, but I think it's a phenomenal color. Yeah. Yeah, you did like that a lot. Oh, there's a question coming out. Oh, man, I forgot. I've forgotten what happened in the other other issues. DC Black Label, Jeff Lemire. Man, I forgot all about that. Now, there's something... Yeah, the it's Flash Annual. For those of you who read uh, Suicide Squad, uh, it continues in this Flash Annual. The story does. Uh, which is weird uh, that they're crossing over, but hmm. um, so remember that if you're a if you're a like Suicide Squad, could be not enough for those laying around. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, uh, Marvel gives us things that we don't really care about. Is it just and trades and hardcovers? Down to Dynamite, where it's nothing but Deja Thoris, Red Sonia, and Vampirella. If those are your things. Yeah, uh, boom, boom's pretty man. light. Yeah, boom, continuing to do Power Rangers and Turtles. And boy, there's a lot of covers. And I will always look at the Dan Moras and say, "Boy, those are nice." All right, down to our smaller covers or smaller we ha publishers. We have the Grieveling. It's a two-issue series from Clover Press LLC. Uh, this is Steve Niles and Damian Worm, and they, they, they did the October Faction comic, uh -huh. uh, same creative team, which has now been optioned, is now Netflix show. Uh, so this is their new work, so there's a chance this could get optioned, but it is $8, and that cheeses me off. <laughs> Drew, I jumped all the way to the bottom to Wind, number one, W-Y-N-D, number one, from Boom Entertainment, stuck down there. James Tinney in the fourth. Um, for fans of Once in Future, Isola and Middle West, the award-winning team of Tinney in the fourth, and Michael Dialanimous, reunite for the new must-read series that shocked the comics industry. So, uh, I loved Once in Future, and I love Middle West. So, I'm in, and there is a Dan Mora cover B. Very nice. Not much else. It's uh, uh, kind of sparse. Mm. Might have to dig deep for that pick. Mm. Got anything, brother? For your pick of the week? Um, I think uh, because of all the uh, DC problems... I think the, 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 all the DC stuff's going to be lower uh, print runs, harder to harder to come by. So I think the Dark Knight's Death Metal one is going to be a tough one to get, and uh, people are going to want to read it. So I'm going to go with that one, the cover A. I've had some really good Boom books that I've very much enjoyed reading, but I haven't made a lot of money off of Boom in a while. But I'm going with Wind at number one, cover B, Dan Mora. 
That's not that's not boom. It says boom when I click it. Really? Well, then yes. why is it not up in the boom know. section? So I don't know. Huh. Just that's... going with previews. Well, they don't know what they're doing. So you said okay, that's wind. And that was which cover? A cover, right? B Dan Mora. Oh, the B Dan Mora cover. All right. That's good picks. Good picks, man. Yeah. Boom Studios. Yeah, so it's Boom Studios. Um, but for some odd reason, it was not in with the rest of the Boom stuff. Well, there you go. And there is a Peach Momoko variant that you can search for. Um, a 1 in 25 of win number one. Uh, <laughs> I wish I'd have ordered that. That's gonna be that's gonna make you a ton of money. Well, but how much would it cost you to get? One in twenty-five on a Boone book, probably, probably thirty bucks. Fifty bucks, yeah, forty bucks. Find it, get it. Just, just friggin' do it. If you can find Wind Number One, the Peach Momoko, the yes, that's that's the answer. Don't overpay. Shut up. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, per diamond retailers will be able to order one copy of the Momoko variant yep. for every twenty-five. So yeah, uh, so, Eric, how many of those are you getting? Give me a holler. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay, so we're early this week. Next week, are we going to be late? I'm off. So if you want to replace me and do something, I won't be back in the state till Sunday Monday. Sunday Monday. Okay. I might replace you. I might do a solo. Uh, we might skip a week. Who knows? We'll see. Tune in next time. You can't be replaced. Oh, Yes. Uh, so we want to thank you guys for hanging along with us. Good comics, fun, and profit. Thank you for going through the comics originally releasing June 17th, 2020. I appreciate everything. Please drop us a line on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Throw us a Gmail. Be part of the podcast. Tell us what you're picking up this week and what it's like out there in the comic world. So, for Drew and for myself, see you.